Welcome to BeastNet. You've tuned in to a special episode dedicated to the Sober Spartan. These episodes are an extension of the Facebook group, Sober Spartans. The views and opinions expressed in this episode are those of the host and guest and do not necessarily reflect any policy or position of anyone but themselves. Show guests share their stories openly and honestly. Some will remain anonymous, some will share their names. Please be respectful of the privacy of those who wish to remain anonymous. Hey everybody, Brother Boggs here. This week on Sober Spartans, we're talking with Jessica Calhoun, right? Right. I'm a bad guy. You know what I forgot to do? I forgot to figure out how to spell your name, say your name. Ha! That's me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Jessica, how are you doing today? It's uh, it's a wonderful day outside, uh, raining up here. I don't know how it is there. Well, I'm in uh, Southern California. I live just north of Los Angeles, so we have a beautiful, clean, clear day. Um Doing okay. Um, every day is a new challenge. Uh, you know, I've got two kiddos at home with me. Uh, they're both on the autism spectrum. So one of them I already homeschool. So we've been kind of rolled into that, you know, taking everything virtual. The other one, it's just we've been in kind of effort mode trying to figure our way through it. Um, but otherwise, okay. <laughs> I think <laughs> my husband no, is deployed and everything. So that's a blessing. That it is. Right now, there's a lot of people that aren't. Uh... That's kind of one of the things that we'll talk about a little later in the show. But for right now, let's uh, let's find out who you are. Who is Jessica? What uh, what do you do and what got you into Spartan and racing? Okay, so uh, I am originally grew up in the Midwest, um, Michigan, and I moved out here in 2001 to escape the, my crazy family. Um, my husband and I kind of made a pact. We we're going to move to California, and we did. And pick this uh, area because this is what some, where, uh, some cousins and we figured this would be a great place to raise our family. And we were right. Um, I was always, I quit trying to do sports um, in 10th grade. I tried to do track and smoke at the same time. And it didn't work out too well. Um, and so I quit. And my last sport I completed was um, the swim team in 9th grade. Was obese, uh, smoked heavily, drank heavily. Um, even something like getting up the stairs or getting up to the movies, the stadium seating was daunting for me. I'd get really out of breath. And one day I had an epiphany and realized I was going to die. Like, not kidding, going to die. Didn't really realize I had a drinking problem at the time. I just knew that something was going to happen to do me in too early. And I had two kids that depended on me and a husband and I needed to do something about it. So, um, I started CrossFit. <laughs> And cried my way through that for about three months. And one of the coaches asked me if I like to do a Spartan race. I saw some photos online and it looked really cool. You know, there was a picture of a guy going under barbed wire and I'm like, why not? And essentially for me, getting into Spartan was um, because I needed to drastically change my frame of reference. And I know Joe DeSantis says that in his books and I'm seriously not plugging him, but I've read his stuff and everything. And it's true. I really just needed a I needed to jump off a cliff and have no decision about getting back up. I just needed to do it, make the decision. So I went to my first race, 2016, in Temecula. Um, they affectionately called Helmacula, and it was way out of anything I'd ever done before. And I had a team help me through. I had just completed my first burpee two weeks prior, I think, week or two prior. And so the team helped me with burpees and stuff. And I, I don't know, I probably cried halfway through it, mostly through it, but I was just absolutely amazed and inspired 
by the sense of community and the camaraderie and it made me want to finish. And I remember mile seven, um, my knees were just on fire. I mean, I could barely bend them. They just wasn't used to that kind of physical activity and just said, you know, you're already here, let's go, finished. And there was a guy waiting for me at the finish line I didn't know and he asked me if I was okay and he was, told me he was really proud of me for finishing. I'm like, you don't even know me. How are you even concerned about me? And there was like no agenda. And same thing with people that helped me on the obstacles. There was no agenda. People just wanted to help you. And I'd never been exposed to that kind of a community or camaraderie. Got a little taste of it um, in CrossFit, really great box I belonged to. But, you know, that's really what inspired me at first was, you know, it filled this giant void I had about, you know, a sense of community and family, um, to put it mildly. And so I decided to keep going. And um, that was early 2016. I've done 29 Spartan races, some other obstacle course races, um, a few half marathons, uh, 10K trails, half K, uh, half K trails, half marathon trails. Um, this is all in the last few years, and it's kind of weird because five years ago, I couldn't even get up stairs. Yeah, so that, that's me. I, I work at, part-time as a mortgage loan officer. I've uh, been in that business since 2000. And four, um, but I mainly stay home and take care of my two kids. Um, they come first before everything else, so I'm part time, and um, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Been living in California uh, for a while now, and I love it, and I never want to trade for the world. It's funny that you say uh, a half k trail because three years ago, when I first started trying to to do five k's in race, um, a half k was probably about all I was good for. Five hundred meters, call it call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> now it's part of a workout, right? Yeah, now it's, it's hey, it's what are we going to do today? Let's go for a walk. Okay, how's eight miles sound? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what do you mean? Five miles is nothing. And people look at me like, you're crazy. One mile is enough for me. Yeah, it's like nothing. It's just changing your frame of reference, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so 29 Spartans down. I haven't even got there yet. Uh, I've spent a lot of my time, I think, doing the the road races and the non non Spartan branded ones. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, where all of you traveled for Spartan, because I know being in California, I have access to more, but 29 in under four years means that you traveled. We do. Um, we are very lucky. Um, so the farthest I traveled is my last Spartan race was Greek Peak. My mother, who's 73, wanted to do it with me, and um, she has a connection to it. So um, we, she actually skied at Greek Peak 50 years ago. And, um, so I did that one. I've traveled to Michigan again. That was my mother's first race. Remember I told you I grew up in Michigan, the Midwest. So we did that. Um, we did a sprint and I've gone to Tahoe. I've traveled to shoot. I've gone to Laughlin. I've gone to Phoenix. Um, I've done Lebec. Lebec is 45 minutes from my house. Um, Temecula, of course, Lake Elsinore when that was going on. Um, I think oh, I've gone up to like San Francisco and stuff, but I haven't really had to travel that far. Like the two races, the the Michigan one, the Greek Peak one, that was for my mom. But no, I've been able to do these all pretty much near my home. So I'm pretty lucky. That you are up here or up here in Seattle. So all we get is the the two Seattle weekends and the Portland uh, sprint is kind of the extent of our local season. So we traveled to Montana and, and Vegas. And last year, uh, the host, Mike, went down to... Uh, what was that? Uh, I don't remember. It's the last one of the year there in California. Uh, Chino. Uh, Chino? It's in a yes, Same time frame, but not that one. I don't. I really should remember because I was quite literally just listening to the edit on that other episode, and he was just going on a rant about it. So 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. Montana sounds beautiful. I that was kind of a goal until everything shut down. And yeah, I have I've done Vegas as well. Yeah, put Montana on your list. It is awesome. Yeah. I so I hear and I absolutely have a you know a goal to do that. I also would love to travel out of the country for one. And I'm a big fan of Rhea Coble and I'd love to go. I know they, they were doing um Spartans over there, their their premier races and I would love to go over there and see the country. She's you know, I've watched follow her Instagram and stuff and seeing the country it looks really beautiful yeah you know it's it's kind of been a weird year with COVID-19 um I was listening to a, a deal with Joe the other day they're actually just starting to open up Spartan China again already no, even I... though the, the rest of the world is shut down but China you know they're a few months ahead of us and and no. they've they've actually started opening and his team in in China is starting to work on planning and organizing the races over there now nice I'm glad to hear that very happy to hear that Spartan needs to get up and going again. And I'm happy for them. I'm always rooting for that company. So, yeah, this was going to be a, a banner year for them, expanding into the mountain biking series, picking up uh, Tough Mudder, starting DecaFit. I mean, there's a lot of things going for them. And then this hits. So, we need to weather the storm and, and hopefully uh, Joe and the team will keep pushing and get us through this and get back to racing. Well, if we know Joe, I mean, I don't know him personally, I've met him a few times. Every time I've met him, he's been really, really kind, <laughs> very supportive. Um, it, you know, he, I've, I'm kind of a nerd about Spartan, um, and I've read his stories, and I've heard his podcasts, and I've heard, read, watched some of his YouTube and stuff. And I mean, it took him forever to get Spartan up and running. I mean, a really long time. So if he can weather that storm, he's going to weather this. That's <laughs> just fine. <laughs> No, exactly. And then these days with him being in, you know, every continent basically and, and growing as big as it is, he should be able to financially hopefully figure this out and, and get into the new year. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Something got you into the Sober Spartans group. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming there's a, a story there. Um, myself, you know, I've, I've stood up in front of a room and, and told my story for 20, 30 minutes and, and done that before. Uh, what is what does your story sound like? Okay, so here's my story. Whoo, here we go. Uh, I actually uh, try to get sober in my 20s, so this isn't my first round. Um, my uh, father um, was in an A as well. Um, he ended up leaving the program. He ended up passing away at 54. Very tragic, tragic story. And um, so I lost basically lost him to the Z. I mean, I you know they always say death, prisoner, illness, and my with my dad, it was illness. So, um, you know, I'm going to try to say this is sincerely impossible because I want someone to hear this that need, needs to hear it. So I want to convey, you know, be transparent. I got into Spartan. I started to love myself a lot more. I'm going to get a little teary talking about this. So you'll have to apologize. Um, I started to learn to love myself more and I started to really feed off the uh, positive energy of the community. And every event I went to, which is build me a little more. I like to call them bricks. Um, I always just got another new brick of building and building. And there's some sour apples in the community as well, of course, but that's with every population. And I kept, you know, I kept being in this environment where people courted me. And I started forming really positive friendships, friendships outside of people just going out and partying and stuff. And I started to learn that there was another way to live. Um, and uh, one night I... You know, was I hit it too hard on a Sunday night, some wine. Um, the wine wasn't enough, had some beers, and woke up the next morning and was late getting 
my kids to school and I was really upset with them and I was stressing them out. And I suddenly had a flashback of my father and the way he was with me and how much it hurt me. And I just said there, I used to, I follow Mel Robbins, um, not plugging her at all, but I follow Mel Robbins and she had this book called the five second rule. And she said, count down to five if you're scared of something. And I counted down to five in the shower, came out of the shower and looked at my husband and said, I'm going to an AA meeting. So I um, walked in that very day and walked in as a newcomer, crying my eyes out, took my newcomer chip and sat down and said, I'm jumping off. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get sober because this is the right thing to do. And um, got a sponsor within four days. Um, Knew that was the key to sobriety um, because of my prior experience and listened to everything she said, even though sometimes I wanted to stick my middle finger in her face because I didn't want to that I was responsible for anything. At times I wanted to be the victim and I had to take responsibility for my life. And if I was going to take responsibility for my health and my wellness, I was going to go hundred percent. I wasn't just going to half-ass it and then have chug a bunch of beers at the finish line, not address my alcohol. This was going to happen. So um, I got into, you know, got into AA quietly, was really ashamed of the fact that I had to get sober, but then started um, coming out a little bit more to friends and I've met and they were very supportive, like way more supportive than I ever anticipated. And I started, once I opened up a little more, I noticed people would reach out and say, hey, I'm in recovery too, and felt that, you know, union, whatever. And then I somehow got connected with Amanda Kelly um, through this wonderful world of social media and being involved as a Spartan ambassador and all the running around doing you know, all the support and everything. And she told me about Sober Spartans and I was in and um, I am absolutely dedicated to anybody that needs, you know, any support with this at all within Spartan, OCR, fitness or sobriety. doesn't matter just as long as, you know, I'm here to listen or whatever I need to do to support this. That's pretty much my story. I've, I, I turned uh, two years old on April 23rd. Congratulations. Looking forward to that day. Thank you. Me too. <laughs> Yeah, for me, uh, my story, I poked little bits at it when I was talking with Amanda, but mine was fairly similar, except I stood on the edge of that cliff for a while. I actually attended meetings for about two months, mm-hmm. and I was drinking before them and drinking after them. And, and every meeting, the guys were all approaching me afterwards, shaking my hand, asking me if I wanted a sponsor. And you know, I just I couldn't, couldn't take that leap, um, and it, it took a major incident for me. Luckily, it didn't involve the police or anything, but uh, but it took a major incident before I finally woke up and, and went to a meeting the next morning and, and then went to a meeting, some cases, twice a day for the next 30 days until something stuck in my head. And uh, and here I am, a couple months shy of three years now. So, Oh, what's your date? What's your sobriety date? June 1st, 2017. Congratulations, my friend. So proud of you. Yeah, my uh, sponsor thought it was real cool when I hit a thousand days here just a little while back. He's a, a numbers guy, so you know, at one hundred days, five hundred days, you know, seven hundred and fifty days. Anytime you hit like a milestone, he sends a random text about that. So, uh, sounds like you got a good spot. He is. He's. Uh, he also knows when to to give me some room, and that's I think why we've worked so well together. Yeah, my same with mine. She was really up my ass in the beginning, and then. Um, Knew when I had sober feet and backed off and knows when to check with me now. She's really yeah. glad I found her. Yeah, that's uh, something I live by is telling people, you know, if you're going to get sober, get a sponsor. Absolutely. That's, There's no way to do it without it. Yeah, you have to do it. Yeah. 
So these days, um, COVID 19 is ruling the world. And you and I were kind of talking beforehand. Uh, recently, um, Amanda and yourself have kind of started doing uh, some, some online meetings to, to help with uh, the social connection while physical distancing. Yeah, no. Um, well, so, you know, what I first did, what I saw this kind of coming with the coronavirus. Um, I, being, uh, being an ambassador for Spartan, I've been able to meet people from all over the world. It's been amazing. Oh my God, amazing experiences. And there's a guy that I um, had been talking to for quite a while and he lives in Spain. And um, he told me like, this is what life is like for us. This coming for you guys, like just, you know, and he's such a good guy that I just believed him. And so before this all hit, I started asking Ron about meetings and stuff for online for AA. And um, so I started plugging right away. I even um, organized a few and led a few and all that stuff. And so when Amanda started talking about trying to connect, I thought, God, this is another great way for us to connect. And I know our the mission was this year to, um, you know, connect at venues. But I mean, I think this is a, a really great opportunity for us to get to know each other on a more personal level um, before we see each other. I think this is even better. Yeah, we um, are trying. I'm going to actually have a Zoom tonight. Um, we're just trying to get people to reach out and feel less lonely and connect and talk about what they need to talk about. I mean, it's not a formatted like a meeting or an A meeting. I think that it's just a way to keep our hearts and minds open and be able to communicate and feel less alone right now. So yeah, right now I've uh, personally been attacking the the comments of social distancing because we don't need to social distance. We need to physical physical distance. Yeah. If we if we social distance, then we're all going to turn into hermits, and and that's not what we need to do. We need to still stay connected to the outside world and just not interact physically with it. Exactly. That's that's a really good way of putting it. I like that very much. But no, the the con the contact via Zoom is so important. I I woke up this morning and I had a women's meeting and I could not wait to get out of bed to to, to talk program with ten other women. That was the best thing part of my day. Besides not being on this podcast, <laughs> but yeah, um, it, you know, it's just helps. You gotta, you gotta stay. So the race season is, is currently on hold. Are you doing anything to keep yourself active or anything to, to kind of keep your friends active or anything? Well, um, you know, it's kind of been a whirlwind trying to get my family to adjust. So I've been fitting in exercise. We can we joked about the walking eight miles. I've been taking my kids on long walks. Um, I belong to a CrossFit affiliate, CrossFit SCV here in Santa Maria, and um, they've been putting up wads that we can do at home. I've got a, a little pieces of equipment. I also consult with an S SGX coach about other things besides that. So I've just been kind of fitting in some home workouts and getting the kids out to walk. A lot of the, my concern right now is combining my physical physical fitness with you know getting the kids some exercise. So I'm, it's been a little bit of an adjustment trying to figure out the two. That makes sense. Totally does. Um, for me, um, first thing that happened when COVID happened uh, in this area, I happened to be working in close quarters with somebody that uh, that was eventually diagnosed with it, and I got to spend two weeks in in quarantine isolation. Oh my goodness! So for me to figure out how to exercise was really really painful, and what I was doing was was reaching out to all the different trainers and stuff, and. And actually, the the podcast itself very it changed direction very much because we just started interviewing people about how to how to keep fit while the world is shut down and and 
we started airing an episode every other day actually about that subject. Mm-hmm. But for me, for me being indoors with very minimal equipment in here, so I'm kind of stuck with, well, now I'm not, but I was kind of stuck with uh, some yoga stuff and, and doing a lot of squats and, and lunges and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. bef- before that hit, uh, actually the week that I got told that I was in quarantine, I had a, uh, an appointment with an orthopedic surgeon because we're supposed to be fixing my wrist. Mm, okay. So that, can- that got canceled. The rescheduled appointment got canceled. And now in Washington State, uh, surgeries like that are currently banned because they're saving everything for the yeah. important stuff. Yeah, it's considered non-essential. Yeah, so burpees, planks, uh, step-ups, or not step-ups, step-downs, but uh, plank-up, plank-downs, all those things that, that I should be doing right now, I, I am unable to because I, I'm unable to put a lot of weight on my left wrist. Mm, I'm sorry. But since I had to keep the kids busy, I have them out. Uh, we've been doing a lot of a lot of tennis and walks and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I just call it PE since up here um, our schools went into an online school format yeah. um, almost seamlessly. Um, we had a lot of different technology levies already in place in this district. So the, the transition was pretty quick and easy. Mm-hmm. And because of that, uh, the kids are able to do all their, their schoolwork in a matter of just a couple of hours, but they don't have a, a PE teacher and the, the online music teaching is a little tougher. So Yeah, yeah, my kids have um, music lessons online as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what I've been doing is, is taking them out, like I said, uh, playing soccer in the field, going out. Uh, I, I wish they could keep up with me when I jog, so mostly they jog and I walk quickly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 now you're, yeah. But uh, the inability to use my arms is just driving me nuts. That's why I started playing tennis, because I can do all that with my good wrist. Right, right, right. And uh, I was kind of leading into the fact that uh, eventually there's going to be races this year. Do you have any on the calendar that that are big ones that you're hoping actually happen this year? Well, we got, thank God, we got through. Um, I got to go to Greek, a big anticipated one, um, because I don't race that in New York in snow. Okay, so we got, and my poor mom had to get through. You know, she's seventy three. I mean, we got through it. Um, but I'm hoping for Tahoe. It doesn't matter what championship there. I'm an open heat runner, so that kind of stuff doesn't matter too much to me. But I'd love to go to Tahoe. Um, I'm really thinking that everything's going to be kind of shut down. To I'm being real, so. Um, Big Bear was something I kind of hope to do with just a trail maybe, but not, it doesn't look like it's going to be happening if, uh, if cancel all the way to like May 14th, I think it is. I haven't heard anything, but, um, just, you know, we have Lebec here and we've got Castaic and we got some other ones too. I, that's not, you know, I think we have Anaheim. So those are just, I'm just going to stay local the rest of the year, I think, just because of everything happening. If, you know, things open up again and when they open yeah, I, I actually just already miss racing pretty badly because I just know I can't do it in the next couple of weeks. So, and I had already um, finished five Spartans and one um, OCR called Grit OCR. Have you heard of it? Yeah, you got down. Oops, did I stub mute on? What's that? Nope. Uh, I was just making sure I didn't have mute on. Um, yeah, Grit OCR, Anthony Aletto and uh, and his wife down there, great people. We had now, them on the show, show last year. Well, actually... Um, I've known them for a while and the race venue is three miles from my house. So how could I not 
Oh, did great. It's it's amazing. He builds the obstacles by hand. It's incredible. There's so it is such a grass and again, not like purposely plugging them, but they it their their venue is such a grassroots venue and it's just a sense of family there. It's amazing. So of course I did that. So I already have several OCRs in my belt, but of course, you know, with us addicts it's never enough, right? Yeah, exactly. For for me personally, this year's been a complete letdown because I was supposed to do the Seattle North, have surgery, and hopefully be back for the Seattle uh, fall, which is going to be in the North also. I don't know why they actually specified North, but they did. Um, but that was kind of, I was going to have this six-month gap in between where I couldn't really do anything. And, and now that Seattle North in the spring was taken away. So the next race on my schedule um, is actually a full marathon in June. Nice. Oh, very good. My husband just run the L- husband just ran the LA marathon. All this stuff that I've been through all impacted him. He used to be almost 400 and wasn't active either and he saw me going after all this. So yeah, he just is second for all this. Yeah. I'm really proud of him, obviously. It's funny cuz I I told myself I was never going to do a marathon and this will be the third one that I've signed up for. See, you know what? My husband keeps telling me I just need to get out there and do it. I keep saying, I'm too, still too heavy. I don't want to be the fat chick that takes eight hours to get done. I, you know, I'm too down on myself still. I still have a problem with that. But um, keeps telling me you just need to come out. You need to do it. Just sign up. Do it. So I'm, I'm closer to just doing it and, and training for it. So we'll see. So a little story for you. The other host for the show, the actual host host, uh, Pretty Mike, as we call him, he... Uh, Two years ago, three years ago now, uh, 2017, I'm doing math in my head, trying to remember how old he is. Yeah. Yeah, so it had to have been 2017. He was turning turning 40. He was completely out of shape, and he decided he was going to do the Seattle Marathon, Mm -hmm. which we later found out is considered one of the toughest marathons. Mm. And he was going to do it before he turned 40. So mm-hmm. the week, the weekend before his 40th birthday, measuring 5'7", 270, 280 pounds, he, uh, he decided that we were going to go out and do this. And uh, I carried the backpack with all the supplies and everything. And yeah. personally, unfortunately, at 22 miles, uh, my body seized up and I actually had to get carried off course. Oh, my God. Um, okay. but, but he was about nine and a half hours when he finished the finish line. Oh, good for him. <laughs> and then be, being the jerk that I am, after he said he was never doing another one, I signed him up for one. <laughs> and he got that one done in about eight hours. Good for him. Oh, good for him. <laughs> so there's there's nothing there's nothing wrong about getting out there and just getting after it. Uh, you know, once you do it, you'll want to do it again. It's like a Spartan race. You know, I... I like I said, I did the marathon, and I was like, I'm never doing this again. Got home, signed up for another. It was the same thing with Spartan. First time I did a Spartan, um, I was like, man, that was miserable. I hated it. Oh, I can sign up for the next one on the way out. Okay. Yeah, I know. This street team just gets you, don't they? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Let's do this another. Yeah, no, I, I I, hear what you're saying. It's just something I got to get over, you know, a little mental block about, you know, I I still have, like, I, I still think a little back in my mind, like, my battle with my, I've battled my weight my whole life always sometimes look negatively upon myself and think I don't deserve to run a marathon need to get out there and do it my husband's just gently saying hey Jess you can do this I swear if I've done it you can do it and you think his example would be enough and I still fight myself on it but 
thank you for sharing that story with me. It really is inspiring to hear that. So, well, and, and you've done a beast, I'm sure. I've I've done seven trifectas. So that means you've done at least seven beasts, and the beast okay, is anywhere from thirteen to twenty miles. Actually, I did the 2017 Tahoe Beast. Um, don't know if you remember anything about that, but um, when I looked at my watch, it took me 11 and a half hours to complete, and it said I had done like 28 miles. So I probably have done. That's what I was getting at. Uh, take out all the burpees and squats and all that extra work yeah. and the obstacles. Yeah. You, you can do a marathon. Oh, I did not know I was going to get this out of this podcast. <laughs> um. That was loud. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's all right. Um, Go ahead. No, it's the the whole podcast. Every everything, no matter if it's our specials or or the regular podcasts, we're all about uh, being positive and getting out there, just getting after it. Uh, and and the marathon thing, that's a, a big hurdle for you. But you know, if you can do a, a Spartan Beast, you can you can get through a marathon. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um. Real quick, is there an easy way for people to find um, the Sober Spartan meetings and, and other ones that uh, that you're involved with? Um, so, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous has, um, if you just Google it, there should, like, they have an, um, just Google AA, AA online and there should be a resource for any meetings um, in wherever you need to have it. Mm-hmm. And sober Spartans, you just have to type in sober Spartans um, and your Facebook. And there's, it's we're a small but mighty group. The uh, yeah, the sober Spartans. Actually, you guys, we even have our own T-shirt. Lucky us. <laughs> I actually wore it into Arizona. This, I wore the T-shirt, Arizona. Yeah, I was going to get Jesse to to hopefully do some up on uh, on the sport tech material so that it's a little bit better for the the off road and it doesn't retain water, but it's still pretty cool as a T-shirt. Yeah. I don't recommend the cotton shirt and a dunk ball. Let me explain like how hard that was. But I got a lot of people commenting and asking me about it when I wore it. And people I directed say, hey, if you need to, there's a great group. If you know anybody that would benefit from this. And, you know, so. That's uh, super awesome. Um, Stacey, you're coming up on two years. I am. I am. That That's going to be awesome. Every, every time I've gotten um, out there and got another chip. You know, after you get past that 18 months, there's less and less chips. Yeah. And, and they didn't even get an 18 month chip. They only do it. Our um, area only does it up to nine months. And then we get our year chip and then your sponsor buys you one. And that's it. So you get nothing in your second. Ah, see where I'm at. Uh, we started as uh, one group and we actually offshot and, and started our own group and ran it for about a year and a half. Um, just we ended up folding it just because there wasn't enough attendance to make it a, a truly self-sustained group but uh yeah. we did we did every month um up till 12 then we did 18 and and two year and beyond and that was really cool um every time that i had a guy that just talked about how awesome it was that he actually got to make a clock after he was a year sober oh i love that that's awesome and uh it was funny because today oddly enough i haven't seen the guy in six months since we folded the other group he hasn't come to to the new group and uh there he is he walks in and i'm just standing there staring at him and and takes him a second he realizes who i am we step off to the side and have about a half hour conversation about it nice 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 sorry i was staring at my cat doing something weird and luckily i get to edit those little bits out right (laughs) that's good um yeah but um the aa online um community is alive and flourishing 
So if there's a me to be found, trust me, it's out there. And within hours, I mean, it really, I'm blown away about the number of meetings I'm seeing pop up. So there is help out there. There's no need to isolate. There's no need to be alone. The help is there. And there's newcomers with just a couple of days going in there and getting on Zoom meetings and finding spots. So I don't want anybody listening thinking that, oh, I can't do it right now. No, you absolutely can. There's support out there. You get numbers right away. It's there. Yeah. And, and like I said earlier, it's physical distancing, social connections. Yes. There's no, nothing wrong with being on a Zoom meeting and talking to somebody or FaceTiming or just texting or calling. You know, you can still have those social connections. You know, with the current way of the world, unfortunately, you can't have the physical interactions. You can't sit down to a cup of coffee in person. You know, you can grab your iPad or your Surface Pro or whatever and put it on the on the counter in front of you and sit down and sip coffee and talk to your sponsor just like you're sitting in a room. So, yeah, absolutely. And it's it really literally is nearly the same. It's wonderful. I and what I think I have to say um, that what this is doing for myself personally is it's making me work harder to maintain um, my sobriety and to stay more connected. And I'm finding myself getting to know people that I didn't give a chance in the rooms before. I just go in, get out, you know, whatever, talk to a few people. And now I feel like I'm, when someone shares they're struggling, my first instinct is to pass my number and for them to reach out and I'm making more Facebook friends and we're just getting more connected. I think what's really also fun is the home meetings that I attend, people move away or whatever, and they get to plug back in. Like there's a guy that went to the army, he's in South Korea, which by the way, is in a quarantine place and they have nobody in there because they don't have enough people quarantine right now he was able to come into our meeting we hadn't seen him in six really neat but absolutely you know i don't mean to reiterate but the support is out there and even more so like now because of the difficult facing globally you know this is all a unique you know human experience yeah this is definitely a a changing time and for a lot of people it's a very trying time it's a try on their their strength and sobriety and that's where we all just need to be there for them and and hopefully they can all stick through it with us and and we can all come out of this still sober, still upright, and uh, and able to continue on. Yep. And anybody, you know, that, you know, I anybody can reach out to me. And if I can't help you directly, I can direct you to somewhere that they can. So if someone just knows my name and can Google my name or go on my IG or go on any of the other Facebook groups they see me on, if they want to reach out and they're listening to this right now, you're absolutely welcome to reach out to me and I will point the way if I can't help. That's awesome. That's that's exactly what we're here for. And that's what with what Amanda Kelly started with uh, with the Sober Spartans. And now you're an admin of it. Uh, you know, yeah. myself, I just want to share that message because there's so many of us out there. And, uh, you know, I always felt funny when I got to the end of the race and, and they go to hand me a beer and I'm like, now give us somebody else. And, and now it's just becoming a lot more common, the people that I see. And uh, as we continue to see more Sober Spartans on the trail, I think it's going to be a, a big movement yeah just the community itself it's important to stay connected and i mean yeah i, I can't say enough about community as a whole anyway it's all amazing people you know we all inspire each other to you know overcome things and even if they don't you don't understand what you're struggling they understand and they're facing struggle with you so they understand more exactly so um I appreciate you coming on the show we're kind of coming up on the the end of our recording time today is there anything either as a sober Spartan or a regular Spartan that you want to say to the listeners out there, the ones that are at home, possibly afraid or, or quarantining and dealing with this illness right now? Well, what I want to say is, you know, get plugged in. There's a lot of groups out there that you can plug into 
as you know, there's regional groups like West Coast Spartans, North Spartans, Southern Spartans, Midwest Spartans. I also actually admin a group called Spartan Women Strong. We're just a group of about a thousand ladies that just love to support and connect with each other genuinely. Um, and I would just say that we operate either out of love or out of fear. And we can decide which one we operate out of. And know that you're not alone in your fear. And there's always somewhere or something or somebody that you can, you just have to look. Um, I know it's scary, but the, the last thing we need to do is isolate. Um, reach out as much as you can. doesn't matter if you're on a Zoom for six hours. It doesn't matter. Just reach out. We got this. We're going to get through this. And as Map, I think his name is Map Domingo. Oh, my gosh, please. He's never forgive me if I massacre his life. Map Domingos, he was a cryptea at the hurricane heat. Um, he, during the hurricane heat, I just finished my first one. Um, he said, I know you feel pain. I know this is hard, but this will end. And in this situation, this will end. This is only a phase to show pass. Yeah, I, I don't know if you saw on the uh, the Silver Spartans. I posted that uh, that message. Also, one of my friends who is up in Alberta, um, she was trying to explain the virus to her children, and uh, and her kids are in OCR and. And she basically said, you know, what do we do for races? We train. What do we face when we're out there on the course? We face obstacles. How do we overcome those obstacles with our training? What's at the end of every race? There's a finish line. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what we're looking for now is we're, we're currently dealing with the obstacles. Mm-hmm. And we'll have to get to the finish line eventually. And lean on the support of the community. Just like you're out in a, a Spartan course, there's always someone cheering you on or giving you a boost. You need a boost, get that boost. Okay. Nothing wrong with saying you can't face it. We all need it. We all need this. Awesome. Thank you, Jessica. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for listening to Sober Spartans on the BeastNet podcast. Please remember to be respectful of the guests on the show and their level of anonymity. Episodes of Sober Spartans will air the last Sunday of the month and are open to the public to listen to. If you hear this and feel like you need help, don't be afraid to reach out. Find us on Facebook at Sober Spartans or email me at beastnetpodcast at gmail.com. We're here for you.